This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. And I'm Petro. Oh, God. (laughs) This is uh, the Double Exposure Show. And (laughs) this week we are talking about... um, we're answering Your questions. more questions. We're answering more questions. This is all right. Let's uh, let's start over. This is part two of uh, answering questions. Yes. And you can find links and show notes on doubleexposure.show slash sixty one. Yes. Yeah. So welcome back, everybody. Hello. Oh, you had a good rest. I know we did. Yeah. It was uh, ten minutes in duration. I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a couple in things. That, I have a couple yep. things to say before we get to the questions. I don't know if you have anything to say, but I don't really care at this point. Um, (laughs) I see how it is. That was mean. Yep. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, first, we had our studio opening a few weeks ago, um, and this coming Saturday, as of the date that this airs, I believe, um, I'm doing an open house, an artist open house at the studio. So... What's happening is there's a, a, there is another artist in this building, and then she is inviting a bunch of other artists and artisans, and um, we're going to be selling stuff. So I'm going to be selling canvases and cards and stuff for the holidays. There's going to be... Um, what would you... So I know that there's like honey, and then there's an apiary, and then what, what do you call the person who makes the honey? Who makes the honey? Yeah. A beekeeper? Is that, is it? Uh, Anyway, so there'll be honey, there'll be more photography and art and everything. So that's happening on December 2nd. Um, If you are in the Owen Sound area, you should totally stop by. It's going to be at the studio from nine to five, I believe, on the Saturday. Um, If you are not in the area, (laughs) which most Mm -hmm. of you are not, um, you can actually go check out some of the stuff that I'll have at the opening um, in my shop. And I am going to have to make a link for that. But what it, it'll be um, sophialemon.com slash shop. I will make nice. that. Go to that and you can check out some of the, um, some of the prints and everything that I'm going to have <sighs> at the opening. There is another thing that I want to discuss. And I texted you about this the other day, and you were wildly offended on my behalf. So last week, I got an email from a client basically saying um, that they had spent enough money and they would like free stuff. Yep. (laughs) Has anyone else ever had that? (laughs) Kind of, yes. I deal with that almost on the on the weekly basis. And doesn't it so, just make you feel guilty? And then you're like, yeah, you have spent a lot of money. I should give you free stuff. And 
I sent them a digital file and now I'm like, oh, I wish I had said something like, this is my full-time job. This is how I make my living. Um, these two people are doctors and I just want to be like, okay. So if someone had to come in for another surgery, it's not <laughs> like you wouldn't get paid. Right? Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, speaking of honey. Yes. You catch more bees with honey. Or flies with honey. I gave them bees. free stuff, but catch what's more the point? Flies with honey. Wait, are you talking about them or me? I'm you, them, everybody. Uh, I am so. At the end of the day, you have to be diplomatic. As much as I, I want know. to tell them to get stuffed. Oh, no. And when That's I say stuffed, idea. I mean like with the F word. Um, I do have to kind of uh, advocate that you really do need to be politically correct oh, and diplomatic. Sure. And um, you can. Think of what would make you happy in that situation. If um, something would make you happy where you just literally. Um, all right. What? I, did you hear everything I said? No. No, because you're 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 freezing and cutting out. Yeah. OK. We're good now. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Say it again. Uh, OK, let's start. start over. For the so people in the back. <clears throat> <laughs> Stop making me laugh. Um so in, in summary, you have to take a diplomatic approach and, yes. and think about something that would make you happy, something that you can do for them that would make them happy, but they would also make you happy. So if there's something you can do, like giving them a digital file and you, you'll be OK with that, just do that. Mm -hmm. Right. But at the same time, you can educate them and um, and say something. Just just make sure you're not derogatory and like facetious and demeaning at the same yeah. time. Like, don't be don't be a dick. And here's why. You don't know who they are and who they're going to talk to and what they're mm -hmm. going to do. I mean, there's fear of that. Plus, just don't be a dick. Like, be a good person. Yes, obviously. Um, if, it's, if you're not comfortable with giving away free stuff or you can't yeah. because you financially can't, be honest. Be completely honest. Say, I, I unfortunately, you know, I appreciate you spending the money. Our business model allows us to operate on a very small margin. And despite the fact that you spent five grand... It's not, we didn't make all that money as profit. Yeah. And therefore, I can't really help you out much more than offering you a $20 gift card, so, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Towards a purchase of a print. So give them an incentive. Like you can actually, I've, funny enough, I've turned situations like these into sales before. Well, the frustrating part of it is that part of their package includes a print credit so right <laughs> uh, anyway <clears throat> so you you could actually kind of remind them and say um as a reward for your loyalty mm -hmm. and camaraderie <laughs> um i have provided you with a print credit of let's say two hundred dollars mm -hmm. um if you feel uh it is not sufficient I will raise it to 250, mm -hmm. hoping that is enough. I don't think enough. I would say that. I don't think I would say that. I, I wouldn't give them the opportunity to say, yeah, do that. Um, well, and they that were that's not, something you can do if you, if you yeah. can do that. They if, you, if you don't want to do that, just remind them. Just be like, listen, dicks, here's what I did. You don't like it? Get stuffed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but diplomatically <clears throat> and politically correct. Yeah. Um, they were not impolite or anything like that. I was just so frustrated by the situation because like, and it's always the same thing. Like 
your friends want to give pay you less money mm -hmm. because they're your friends. They are not my friends. I'm just talking about all of the things that we deal with yeah. as small business owners. Your friends want to give you less money because they're your friends, but uh, a lot of same it has with to your do family. With just, give me just a deal. And give me free stuff. Yeah. Like, no, I don't have time to do that. And I gave them well, one digital file. And the way that I'm um, working it out in my head is like, it's easy. It doesn't hmm. really cost me anything. My only concern would be that, you know, they would tell other people and other people would be like, well, you gave a free digital file to these people. So clearly you can give digital files. So in my email, I was like, don't tell anyone that I'm doing this. Hmm. <laughs> but what I want to ask is, would you folks find it helpful if we provided like some downloadable templates and stuff for emails <clears throat> to clients and stuff like that. And I think I'm going to make a uh, poll on the Facebook group of different types of templates that you guys might find useful. And if you could go onto the group and check off all the templates that you would like hmm. to be able to Great download idea. and then also add whatever you think you would find useful. And maybe we'll start to work away on that stuff. Um, That'd be amazing. Yeah, because that shit can definitely be useful for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one thing I want to add about this is <clears throat> we, well, being so close to the automotive industry, you know, cat's out of the bag now. Um, yeah. People learned that in the last episode. <laughs> uh, being so close to the automotive industry, I'm involved heavily with their marketing and the sales department. And so I see a lot of sales happen and... Um, I have people calling me all the time. Oh, dude, give me a deal. I oh, wanna, yes. You know, well, here's here's the the news flash. An automotive sector mm -hmm. is set up for this type of business. Their prices are not inflated; they're just heavily marginalized, mm -hmm. and there is other ways to other opportunities to make up money on the service side. Yeah, because your vehicle needs service, and that model is pretty solid you can't come in and say can i get a deal on an oil change they'll just say next yeah. <laughs> you know um yep. so that's where we're used to asking for deals and i have to admit i've connected a lot i mean my dad hannah myself uh our friend uh brandon vandekeve you know I, and i'm not going to name too many people but they've Is that all how you I, say his name because i have been pronouncing it wrong this whole time <laughs> Yes. Oh my Van god. It's two it's technically two words fused together. Because anytime there's a capital in the middle of a word, I'm like, mm, why don't you just you know make it two words? Yeah, it doesn't really make uh, sense, does it? Anyway. No. Uh so yeah, the like there's at least half a dozen more people that have connected and they received heavy, heavy discounts as a result. Mm -hmm. But the business model is set up for that. I mean Newsflash, the the car dealership still makes $1,000 on the sale, at least, you know. Mm -hmm. So even though you're saving a ton, they're still making money. You're, you're, you're walking away and they're happy and you're happy. But we're not making that much money to be able to just go, yeah, you're right. Let, let, me, let me just go ahead and drop that off. Now, mm -hmm. my uh, price list on my print cost and canvas cost is based on the on uh, me sending it out to someone else. Mm -hmm. The fact that I do it in-house, there's actually a significant saving. As a result, 
I offer all my clients a perpetual 20% discount for my printed product. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I make the same amount of money that you would selling your client something at full price. And that 20% perpetual discount is an incentive for them to order prints and canvases before and after the wedding. Right? So... If your business, that that's just kind of the explanation you need to give sometimes, saying my business model doesn't allow for heavy discounts and our margins are very low. Well, for God's and being sake. being in a service industry, this would be, I can't offer you a discount. You don't ask for additional discounts at Walmart. Although I guess people do. I guess people go into <clears throat> Walmart and they're like, this was on sale last week. Can you give me the sale now? Ugh. And that's fine. <clears throat> that's absolutely fine. Because again, that, that manufacturer is given certain rebates to the retailer in order to boost sales and <clears throat> it's up to the retailer to honor that but the retailer should honor that because they that's what will make the customer happy yes however it's things like milk or bread that you know that never go on sale that are consumables they're they're sort of like service um where they're just gonna say no we can't offer that to you yeah. sorry and and you'll find for the most part uh, in your geographical area, milk will be the same price everywhere you go. Yeah. <clears throat> for the most part. And, um, but what I've seen at Walmart, and I got, I got to admit, I hate going to Walmart. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my least favorite stores. Yeah. Um, is I've seen people ask for discounts at the cash register because there is a scratch on something or because something is ripped. <laughs> and I just want to say, well, you picked it out from uh, a sea of, these items and there were items that weren't scratched yeah so why didn't you just buy that if that's such a concern the funny thing is yeah they're okay with the scratch but they want a discount because there is a scratch yeah exactly they they picked out the one with the scratch so they can ask for discount yeah and quite often the managers will override and say you know what sure why not because (sighs) but you know how do you tell our, our customers would you like your photos scratched? <laughs> we, would you like to order the scratch and dent package? That yeah. gives me a great idea. We're going to have a scratch and dent package for our future clients. Coming in 2018, <clears throat> the scratch funny. and dent package. <laughs> what does or that mean? Or if they ask well, you for a discount when you're about to hand it to them, just drop it on the floor and they'll be like, okay, here you go. Yep. <laughs> well, if they ask me, what is the scratch and dent package? I'll say, well, our photos, the photos you get will be taken by... Scratch lenses and dented cameras. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Moving on. Are you so, ready for part two? Are you ready for part two? Mm-hmm. Are you? Oh, I thought, thought you were asking our <laughs> listeners. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So our next question, which we didn't get to in the last episode, if you have not listened to the last episode, maybe go back and listen to it first. You can listen to it after. It's just there's... Those two questions go well before this question. <clears throat> so this question is from Corey Gardner. And Corey wanted to know how he turns a lead into a client after their initial contact, especially when it seems like they're just kicking tires. And this is something that a lot of photographers deal with. <clears throat> and wedding photographers definitely deal with this, where we get emails from people saying what are your prices and then you email them back and then you never hear from them again because what they did was they got photographers price lists and they picked the most value in a package 
in written form. So they chose the package that was the least amount of money, but gave them the most stuff. Um, for me, <clears throat> personally, I think Petro can answer this question better than I can, except for the part where I would say, those are not your ideal clients. Those are the clients that want to spend the least amount of money and will ask for more from you. Make sense? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so these are the clients Typically, that we've talked yes. about. Yeah, these are the clients that we've talked about where they don't spend a whole lot of money, but they keep asking you for free stuff after the fact. Um, they end up being the most work for the least amount of payoff. And so if you're, don't be too offended when those people um, don't get back to you after you send your price list. I get around this by not sending my price list. I am throwing around the idea in my head of <clears throat> creating an automation. So what I do is I send an automated email um, asking them to book a consultation. Um, and I'm throwing around the idea of creating an automation where if they don't book a consultation, then I send them an email with my packages just to see if like I can pick up on some of those people who are like terrified of talking on the phone or meeting in person for some reason. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, don't be too offended um, by people asking for your prices and then never getting back to you. Um, the next thing is make sure that you are getting your target market in your inbox. So, Corey, you might need to take a closer look at who your target market is and how you're reaching them. We've talked about this a lot over the past few episodes, especially the episode on social media. Um, make sure that you have client avatars for each of your social media platforms so that you are targeting the right content to those people on those platforms. Um, but yeah. And maybe that's a template that you guys are going to want to download as like a client avatar um, worksheet. Remember to go on the Facebook group and check off the templates <laughs> that you want. But anyway, Petro. So people who... Oh, another, me... thing that, another thing that I'm doing is in my automations, I'm sending one email <clears throat> um, inviting people to book a consultation. I'm sending another email with some frequently asked questions. I'm sending another email with a link to my picture perfect guide and another email with a link to subscribe to my podcast. Um, so I'm, I'm, th these are sent over a few days. So I am making multiple connections with these people who have emailed me. Um, and I still have people who don't get back to me. Yeah. Those people are not, they don't want to spend money. They don't want to invest in photography. So don't worry too much about that. Um, That's yeah. just going to happen regardless. So oh, it, it is going to happen. Yes. Let me sure. put you, let me paint you a <clears throat> picture. Let me put you in the shoes of a newly engaged bride who just Googled the crap out of um, <clears throat> her computer and it came back with <clears throat> uh, 10 possible matches for a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. So... You are going to have a better chance if you're first, some people say. But I'm going to tell well, you right now that what it, it comes really down it doesn't mean anything. What it comes down <clears throat> to is the fact that she is probably going to email all the ones that she finds are 
pretty good looking in terms of the photos are the photos look great and it looks like it's an experience that she would like to have so if you want to get these emails in the first place or if you are getting these emails in the first place it means that you have a very attractive storefront that's fantastic um, so what happens next is she writes out uh, you know in Microsoft Word or uh, Apple Pages she writes out a little thing I'm getting married today tomorrow whatever and she copies and pastes it and sends it to, you know, let's say half a dozen photographers that she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really like these six people. I'm going to send them an inquiry. It comes down to what happens next. Um, that's when you need to be first. You need to reply right away um, and you need to basically address all her concerns and you need to answer some of her questions and you need to then follow up with her. And you need mm -hmm. to have this opportunity to have an open conversation. Now, don't be that annoying stalker where it's like, oh, this individual hasn't emailed me in four hours. I'm going to follow up now. Follow up the next day. Say, hey, just touching base. I sent you a price list. Want to make sure uh, you know how to connect with me. Here's my number to get a hold of me, blah, 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 whatever. Or here's my Facebook page, whatever. So follow up and give them the opportunity to connect with you on another way if they didn't want to just hit a reply and email you. Ask for a meeting because mm -hmm. sending a price list is just, you're just going to have a price list. And I'll tell you right now that even if your prices were lower, if you print, if she prints out these price lists and brings them to her partner or her fiance, um, and they sit down and they look at these price lists, a lot of um, aesthetics in price lists will actually determine a lot on the decision made. So yes, um, when you feel that there is value in what you're getting for the money, um, that's going to play a big role. But if you just have a Microsoft Word uh, document that you send off as your price list, it's not going to it's not going as far as actually having like a beautiful PDF where it, where it's like you want to print it and or maybe it is your printed material or. Even say, if, if you know they're in your area, say, hey, if you don't mind, I'd like to drop you off my actual price list or send it to you by mail. Or again, take this opportunity to say, I'd like to invite you for a meeting so I can actually present you my prices and explain to you everything because there's a lot to it. And all of a sudden you just built value in your package and in the fact that your yours is actually a lot better than just, you know, eight hours of photography engagement session, digital proofs. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, And so you need to build value. You need to ask for a meeting, build value, and then offer an incentive. Offer a, a reason to set up a meeting with you. Now, if you're meeting at Starbucks, you know what? Tell them. Say, I can meet you at a local coffee shop. The coffee will be on me. Mm -hmm. And just give them an incentive to come and meet you. If you have a meeting space, say, I want to invite you to, to my meeting space where we can sit down and I can show you things and you can have something to take home with you too if you wanted to think about it. Mm -hmm. So you need to be first. You need to follow up and you need to do all these things. And stop thinking that they're leads. These are potential clients. You know what? They yeah. are leads. I get it. But I hate that <clears throat> term, leads. Because a, when you have a lead... I'm going to even take my experience from the auto industry. I've watched salespeople for the last 10 years um, approach internet leads. 
and they just it's just so automated and they're just they're so robotic into it yeah where as i i've proven this by by saying if you connect with the person on the with the individual on a personal level they're going to be more likely to respond and actually want to engage with you and you yeah Look at the language of the email. You have to be able to sort of read what what this person is like. If they're very short form and to the point, you need to kind of do the same thing. You need to sort of be short and to the point as well. And I've sat down with some salespeople who would write out seven paragraphs of benefits of this dealership, benefits of the product, benefits of the service department, why they Mm -hmm. do certain things. And the same client would respond to, yeah, this car's in stock. You can come in for a test drive. How's tomorrow after five sound? And the, the customer would respond to that sooner than reading this giant email of all the pluses and benefits. Save yep. that, save that for yourself. You know, you need to be able to sell yourself kind of like what I, what I told, said to Kendra last uh, week, you need to be able to sell yourself, but at the same time, don't oversell yourself. Don't, don't become such a salesperson where you're just kind of like the people get sick of you. And and this is the case is where if your client is reaching out to you and as asking for a price list, perhaps you are out of their budget. That is mm-hmm. going to happen. Then if you don't want that to happen, do what we did a really long time ago and put your prices online. If you don't want people to contact you and <clears throat> you send them a price list and then they never contact you again, put exactly what you charge and you will only get people contacting you who, who are willing to spend the money. Yeah. I am going to suggest that you only do that if you are like terrible at selling and you're like terrified of it and you never, ever want to sell um, because that... It also means that people aren't going to contact you because they've found prices that are cheaper than you. All it really does is gives your competition an opportunity to undercut you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you're, what you're doing when you're posting your prices like that is it, it means that you're not including your personality with the selling process. Um, and one of the things that I was going to say as well is go back and take a look at where these people are finding you. If they're finding you on social media, make sure that you are including your personality in your social media posts so that you are getting more people contacting you who love you and want to work with you mm-hmm. rather than people who are just finding a photographer and contacting you. Um, like we said in the last episode, referrals are always the best Um way to pick up clients uh the next best would be to be booking people who have been following you on social media and like love your photos and love your personality so make sure that you're including your personality in your posts on facebook um but yeah well wouldn't you agree uh like if you it doesn't matter who you email uh, if you need to email anybody if in the last, I'm sure in the last year you needed to email somebody, Sophia, uh, or even if you called somebody and mm-hmm. they, they kind of turned on this like salesperson charm. Or if somebody- I just said this the other day when I messaged someone on LinkedIn and they emailed back, I am a web developer. Yes. If you ever <laughs> need help with web development. Ugh. No. <laughs> 
I think web developers are, are the scum of the earth, the ones that <laughs> that do this kind of stuff. Like not all all web developers. Let let's <laughs> you know, let me take my foot out of my mouth, so to speak. Um, I hope I hope that my friend David is listening to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> although David would probably say at this point, I'm not a web developer. Yeah. But the ones that way more detailed than that, so much more complicated. Anyway, go on. So public service (laughs) announcement. If you get a phone call from a U.S. number or even a local number that resembles your phone number very closely. So like, uh, you know, if it's 519-697, but the last four digits are different, but it looks familiar. Mm -hmm. So you answer it and it's like, hi, this is Emily from Google. We have sent you several mail notices and uh, this is our final warning. I'm getting so many of those right now. Yeah. And it's it's because... We have our numbers listed online and they are targeting photographers They're targeting smaller uh, industry because uh, typically they realize that typically we don't (sighs) hire services. We will do things ourselves. We will take on the role of a web developer. So they'll call you. Yeah, they'll call you and they'll threaten you basically that your Google listing is going to get deleted unless you have them help them out. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting right now. And you know, um, people we need fall to, for it's it? important that we verify your Google listing. Mm. So no, it's not because <laughs> that's not how Google verifies listings. But people don't know that. That's why I'm taking <laughs> this opportunity to have this as a public service announcement. Now, our mm-hmm. listeners are super smart, and I trust that all of you would just be like, you know, get stuffed. I want, I want to get that phone call and not be driving and stopping at a gas station because I got that phone call and I was like, all right, I am going to wait until I talk to a human being and then I'm going to say, take me off of your damn call list. They hang up as soon as you ask that. So they literally... They are not allowed to do that. (laughs) They have to take you off the call list. They hang up as soon as you ask that. Now there is a, if you wait long enough, it will be like press nine to be taken off the call list or six or three. All of them are different. Great. So you can do How that. How long do I have to wait? Well, uh, you just need to wait for all those messages. But what so, I do now is mm-hmm. I press one uh, mm-hmm. to talk to a salesperson. Okay. And it's like, hi, this is Ken from, you know, Web Developers Are Us. We want to help you with your Google listing. Who am I speaking with? And I just play along. I just say Petro, you know. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, and Shouldn't I you know? Shouldn't you know who you're talking right? to? Right? You're calling me. <laughs> and that's that's the questions that come up in, in throughout. So I'll be like, so <sighs> how did you end up getting my number? Uh, it's in my <laughs> list. I'm like, huh, but what, what, do you, what listing do you want to verify? I'm just curious because I have a couple. And they go, um, uh, luxphotography.co. I'm like, okay, okay. And how did you find it? Uh, like I said, we have a list. Like, okay, okay, all right. And who are you calling from? Click. <laughs> so I'm trying to, and usually this happens when I drive too, so I'm trying to develop a strategy to keep them on the phone as long as possible and keep them guessing. And uh, once I got as far as, okay, okay, well, maybe maybe we can just add this phone number to a do not call list. Mm-hmm. And the person actually said, okay, thank you, sorry, sir, bye. But every single time I've got to that portion where I said, please add this number on the do not call list, they hang up. So I'm st- I've started a new strategy where I go, okay, just hold on. Let me get the person in charge. And I put them on hold. And two minutes later, I uh, check in and I say, hello. And they're like, yes, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, oh, you're holding for, uh, 
and I'll make up a name like, oh, you're holding for David. He's our, uh, he's our director. Let me, let me just get him. Uh, sorry about the wait. And then I come back and I've actually got somebody to hold for over 30 minutes while I drove to Toronto. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a fun little game. I mean, I put them, I literally put them on hold and turn the music back on and then check back in 10 minutes. It's so it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I I, I'm hoping on. that I will waste enough of their resources that they'll yeah. actually stop calling me. Or they'll be like, okay, flag this number because this guy's a dick and he keeps yeah. us on the line for hours. Well, and that's probably the only way to get out of it is to scream at them. Um, I Moving have on. my phone on do not disturb so the calls don't come through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I open up my phone and then I have a little notification on my little phone app saying that I have a missed call. And that's it's annoying enough to have to go in there and like make that little notification go away. <laughs> <sighs> and I'm getting at least one call a day. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad now. Um, so I hope that sort of answered Corey's question. Um, Let's hope I so. have another question. This one's from Katie. Okay. Hi, Katie. Um, and Katie wants to know about people's procedures uh, for packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because... I just like redid my packaging this year. So last year, uh, Ben, Jemin, Edward <laughs> redid my logo for me. <clears throat> so this year I did new packaging and I have some of it sitting right next to me, um, which no one can see but me at the moment. Show me. The Show point me. is, uh, well, I'm sure you've seen it. I've posted it. <laughs> oh, great. Did you just hang up on me? <laughs> You're still recording now? Yes, of course. Okay, good. It was All great. Right. Show me, show me. Hang up. So here, here it is. Yes, yeah. I've posted it on our Instagram account. You have. So you guys can go have a look there. And all it is, so what I just showed Petro is my album box. And all it is is the black box that the album comes in. Um, with a sticker with my logo on it. And then on the inside, I have a sticker that says smiles inside. How cool is that? And then I, I know. And then I have a card, um, that I put in there with some care instructions for your artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also have some yellow tissue paper and it's really simple. Um, obviously I don't always use a black box because if I had to stock black boxes for every size of artwork that goes out of my house, I would lose my mind. It would be incredibly expensive. So I will just use like a cardboard box and put the same stickers on the cardboard box. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was looking at ways to package stuff, I did post in the Facebook group asking for a little bit of inspiration and um oh darn what Eric Eric yeah Rockburn that's right Eric Rockburn yes Eric Rockburn posted um what he uses so maybe I'll go back and find an image of that it's just Packaging, like your packaging should look good, but unless you're doing the same thing every single time, 
Um, it can be a little bit complicated. So for a wedding, it's easy. It's an album. The album comes in a black box. I put the stickers on it. That's awesome. But canvases and stuff, like, Petro, you know, like the canvases that I order mm -hmm. are all different sizes. Mm -hmm. So the, the boxes that I'm going to have to send them out in are different sizes. So I can't just have a whole bunch of giant black boxes <laughs> sitting around. That would be very um, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So and... I am actually prepared because like the canvases come in plastic. If I have a giant canvas, like if I do a 60 by 40 or whatever, I'm honestly prepared just to put the sticker with my logo on the plastic. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Exactly. Why not? What about you, Petro? So, um, I think packaging is one of the most important things. My, my packaging is very limited in terms of client because we don't give anything to clients unless it's print or uh, canvases. We don't give them CDs, DVDs, anything. Mm -hmm. Like there's no exceptions. I just don't, can't be bothered. And I feel like that was that was what made people go bananas about packaging was when people were giving USB sticks or DVDs because then it was so easy. It was a small size. Um, same size every time and people could do like really creative things with packaging their CDs and their USB sticks. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting away from like the digital media and everything. So, um, it's a little bit more complicated, <laughs> well, <clears throat> but I, I, I'm not going to use the word inflate cause I don't inflate my prices, but in my price, there is a little bit, uh, of a margin for packaging. And it's because mm -hmm. I believe the packaging should be um, safe and protective, um, yeah. useful and beautiful at the same time. All three. All three are on the same level. So I buy a lot of my packaging from a company called Uline. And mm -hmm. with the exception of you, Sophia, or perhaps mm -hmm. uh, a couple of other people where I'm you're, you're sort of you're not quite the end user and you're delivering by hand. I will quite often recycle packaging and I'm talking mm -hmm. about, well, again, I'm very fortunate that this car dealership sells a lot of, uh, uh, brand new floor mats, uh, like all weather floor mats. <laughs> and so a lot of the canvases that I sent to Sophia are actually in floor in boxes that are originally designed for floor mats. But for me mm -hmm. to purchase a box like that would be approximately $10. Now what I do instead of paying $10 for a box shipping it to Sophia and then somehow charging her that $10 is I ship your product for free. So we yeah. both save money. And I mean, mm -hmm. you take that product out and you give it to the client, you know, in person. If you were to have me drop ship the product to your clients, which I've done before, it would actually go into a brand new box uh, that is purchased from Uline. It is not reused. Mm -hmm. If it had a shipping label on it at any point, it gets re it, it. I wouldn't remove it and reuse it for another client. I use brand new fresh boxes every time. They get uh, quality uh, wrapping inside. They get corners. They, they basically get packaged so that when you open it, it feels like you just bought something, right? Because they're spending a lot of money on that. And that's what you have to consider. If your client is spending, let's say, $700 on a canvas, make them feel like they're opening something that costs $700. When was the last time you bought like a really cheap pair of shoes? You know, you open the shoe, shoe box is like falling apart. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm saying that cause I yep. just, I bought a pair of dress shoes at um, Marshall's recently. 
And I mean, they're really nice dress shoes. They're 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 cheap. They're not like a hundred percent leather. They're just like parts of it is leather. And I think I think they're eighty dollars. But the box they came in was disgusting, and like mm-hmm. the tissue paper, it was it was just gross. It was stupid. Now it wasn't disgusting as in dirty and bad, and like I didn't want to touch it. It was just it didn't look great. So. Yeah. If you go to a shop and you spend four hundred dollars on shoes, you'll you'll be blown away how it's packaged. They'll be in a bag. The the bag will be in a box. The box will be in another box, and then that box will be in a plastic bag that you get to carry out of the store, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of cost involved. But guess what? You're paying for that in the in the price of the shoes. It's just it's just in there. And that's why when I do yeah. drop shipping for you, Sophia, I do charge you the actual cost for shipping because that kind of pays mm-hmm. for the box, etc. So, um, yeah. I just want to kind of paint a picture of how much care goes into that how much care you should put into packaging um there is no real unique packaging because packaging is expensive so you're gonna be oh my yeah. god is it ever expensive you're gonna have to buy packaging from one of the half a dozen suppliers that supplies it out there yep. um there is a company online and i don't recall what they were called 100 percent, but i want to say it was like rice paper supply or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And they do wedding photography or or rice studio supplies, I think. I'm going to the website right now. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Rice studio supplies. Check out what they have to offer because that stuff is super, super unique. Um, So they offer cases for USB devices. They offer um, cases uh, for prints, like basically anything you want. But, you know, the funny thing is, like, all of those companies that provide packaging like that, it is for small stuff. It's for 5x7 prints, like a box of 5x7 prints, or for USB yep. stick. And neither of those things are things that I want to sell all the time. So, like, I, I'm not going to order 100 of those right. boxes. Well, the, the neat thing and, about Rice mm-hmm. uh, Studio Supply is that they, they will brand it for you with your logo and things like that. So, oh, yeah, for um, sure. But you can do that with stickers, right? And that's what you're doing. Um, yeah. Yep. So all you need to do is find something that's unique, that's effective, that works, and something that you mm-hmm. you can do over and over again. And here's why. This is important. It's, yeah, it needs to be easy. Um, Sophia, when you do a packet, when you package something for your client with uh, in a black box, like an album with a sticker on it, and then mm-hmm. you another client comes, and then you don't do it for that client, and they happen to know each other, And the reason you got the second client is because they saw the first client's product and they raved about how cool it was. You dropped the ball. (laughs) You're now going to upset Mm -hmm. two people because um, the first person you upset is going to be the the second client who was expecting a lot more from you. And the second person you're going to upset is the first client because you just made them look like crap in front of their friend. Right. So Mm -hmm. there's it's very important. And I mean, I almost feel like this could be an episode in itself, Um, you know. Mm -hmm. Probably should be. Okay. Um, I'll add it to the list. Uh, but for, when I sell prints, um, I now sell my prints. So to to my clients, I now sell my prints either matted or mounted. So I charge almost as much as a canvas for a print, and it's either matted or actually physically mounted. I no longer sell loose mm-hmm. prints simply because mm-hmm. I was 
watch, I, well, half of my clients would just frame them regardless, but I was watching a client unwrap a 16 by 24 print and then hold it by the corner. And it had the biggest crease in the world. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to reprint that for you. And she goes, no, it's all right. Mm-hmm. No, it's I'm not. Like, um, you know what's funny? I was just noticing the other day, I photographed my brother's wedding and my parents have a five by seven print in a frame in my mom's <laughs> office. And that print is already warping. Okay. It's a five by seven. Yeah. It's probably too humid like, in there. And you see, oh yeah, probably. And it's not yeah. mounted. It's just loose in a, in a frame. Um, yeah. And so in my, my case, it might be different because if I'm ordering prints that are like 16 by 20, well, 11 by 14 uh-huh. or larger, um, I'm having them get it prevent- professionally framed. So um, I could order it from you and have you mount it or I can get the box and just take the box to the yeah. framers and be like, here's the print. And then my client can go in and pick the frame that they want and everything. And then the framers will mount it and everything. And yeah, every time I, every time I go in there and I get stuff done by them, they're like explaining to me all of the stuff that they did to it so that it will last for <laughs> 70 billion years. And I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. And, and there's, um, I would never put that right, much but effort th- that into goes it. Along, so I'm glad that other people. That goes along yeah. with the packaging thing, right? That it starts mm-hmm. with a packaging and it continues on to presentation and preservation. That's where that's where it yeah. needs to end up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, make sure your packaging is is aesthetically attractive and you know it looks good. Make sure it doesn't break the bank. Uh, try to yeah. source out things, but don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money. Like um, an eight by ten is a hundred dollars. If you want to buy an eight by ten from us, it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. but all you need to do is put it in an eleven by fourteen frame. So go out yep. to Michael's, spend 30 bucks um, and you're done, you know, but. Yeah. Um, so. It's mad. That's why it's so much money. Um, what was you going to say? I, so even when I'm shipping stuff, I'm. So when I get stuff from GTA imaging, for example, I get a box and they do the mm-hmm. same thing that you do. So they order all of their boxes, fresh boxes, new boxes. They put their stickers on it, shipping labels and everything. I will be honest. I take those stickers off and then I repackage it mm-hmm. with my branding on it. So I put my sticker on the outside of and the that's box. Okay. If I'm shipping that to someone, yeah, if I'm shipping that to someone is kind of cool because then my branding is on the outside of the box in the Canada Post <laughs> truck. You mean Canpar or Purelators? Well, that, all of them, all of them. Gosh darn Canada Post. (sighs) Yeah. So, yeah, it should be branded in some way. Uh, You don't have to go so far as to have, like, red boxes. Um, So the black boxes that I use for the albums, if I'm not delivering that by hand, if I'm mailing it, then that box is going inside Mm -hmm. another box. Because that's not a shipping box. So (laughs) I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Um, Brown mm -hmm. craft paper is one of the cheapest things you can buy. Um, And you can buy some. Yeah. Which, by the way, I need some of this um, for December 2nd for wrapping prints when people I might Maybe I'll get you a roll, but you also need a way to just do (laughs) like a little cutter. Anyways. So (laughs) I had a 
I had a stamp made up that I've since lost, unfortunately. So I haven't really done this lately. But it was a quote from The Sound of Music that basically said, brown paper hmm. packages wrapped up with string. Those are a few of my favorite things or something like that. And oh, I would stamp cool. that on a box that was wrapped in brown craft paper and tied with twine. So I still do that when I deliver mm-hmm. my stuff to clients. I still do brown paper packages wrapped up with string. And mm-hmm. they don't really notice it, without, especially without the stamp. Uh, but it still looks cool, right? It's just, it, and quite often, if I know that it's, uh, if it's going like Pure Later Express, I will actually put the shipping label on the brown paper package with, <laughs> with the string. And that's how it gets yeah. delivered. Like, these guys actually mm-hmm. kind of take the care. Now, I hope they don't cut the string off. I think the string actually gets delivered like that, too. I yet to ask <laughs> a client. Um, but um, I, I know for a fact that it's not up to the standard because, I mean, strings can get caught on conveyor belts, etc. So, but mm-hmm. I, I take the risk, so to speak. And, I mean, brown craft paper is kind of ugly. But I took the opportunity to make it fun. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I almost <laughs> dropped my tea. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly I, I were not looking at the the uh, Skype window because I saw your like, face, but I didn't know why. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, Sophia doesn't like what, what I'm saying." Okay, what else is new? Uh, I personally like brown craft paper, and I have um, wrapped Christmas presents in um, like the comics section oh, awesome. from the newspaper before, because there was a comic about what did I get? What did you, I get for Christmas? <laughs> oh, I got you socks. <laughs> So I wrapped See, my brother's cool. Christmas clever. present in that. And, <laughs> yeah, because I'm smart. I mean, sometimes sometimes <laughs> you can come off looking lazy, but sometimes you're actually putting a lot of thought into it. So I like that. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you want to steal that, yeah. by all means, go for it. Use the brown paper package, right? Um, when, I, when I used to deliver loose prints to clients, I would deliver them in, in tubes. And they would be fresh, brand new tubes from Uline. Uh, inside the tube would be tissue paper. Mm-hmm. So the print would be wrapped up in tissue paper stuffed inside a tube. And I would still um, tie a, a piece of twine around the middle of it and put a little tag on it that says thank you. Mm-hmm. So uh, putting little tags on the on your product with uh, that are either thank you or your brand. So basically what it was is on one side it was my logo. And on the other side it was mm-hmm. uh, thank you for your business type thing. You know, uh, sincerely Petro and Hannah. Yeah. And... Uh, like people never talk to me about it, but I know that, you know, subconsciously, uh, they, when they look at it, it, it means something. It, it kind of, it talks to them and it goes along with, uh, what I was saying about price lists, your price list should reflect your branding. Your packaging should reflect your branding. Cause when people are looking at a ton of price lists in front of them, they're going to be like, Oh, this looks really good. It's aesthetically pleasing. I want to look at, into it a little bit more. Well, same thing is going to happen with your branding. Um, rather with your packaging this is it's something simple but people will talk about it especially when they get it either in the mail or you hand deliver it to them one of the first things they're going to do is take a picture Mm -hmm. of it and instagram it and hashtag and tag you and everything so you're hoping for that and if they do and your stuff looks like shit well all the world is seeing it so moving on Yep. Did we pretty much? Yep. Which is funny. So, um, 
You ordered yeah. some boxes for me because I send mugs to my clients as a client gift. Um, they're um, done by a local potter and they have lemons all over them. And I have actually had my clients Instagram. No kidding. That's amazing. The lemon mugs. See, that's past, awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah. what did those mm-hmm. boxes end up costing? Like 50 cents a box or something? Like they were very inexpensive. Something like that. So, yeah. Yep. And I put the sticker on those too. And I put some tea in the box with it and like some um, like diffusers yeah. and stuff. So yeah. share that uh, with us on the Doubles, Ex- Doubles Exposure Show. The Double Exposure Show group on Face Group. Okay. <laughs> I got to bring the word Face Group back. Hold on. <laughs> I have to make a note. You talk well, about Well, I think we're pretty much ready to wrap, to tell you the truth. Uh, we answered uh, everybody's questions, and this was part two to our uh, questions on Facebook um, episode. So uh, all I'm going to ask is that you, Sophia, share with us your packaging, and we'll try to get some more people involved. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to see other people. Well, we want to know what packaging. you guys do, what Come you're on. doing to package your product. Yeah. And um, what you've done in the past and what's worked for you and, you know, what ideas you're exploring. Uh, share the vendors that you're using. Uh, we'd love to share the love and get people, in, you know, involved. And um, we also, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple links in the show notes as well. So, for example, the stickers that I get, the care cards, um, I order them from Boss Tarot Logo, cards. which Petro and I <laughs> care yes, I cards. <laughs> um, Petro and I both really love For Boss the price, Logo, you can't so. really beat them. <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, and their printing is good. It's not even just like the price is good. The printing mm-hmm. is damn good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So yeah, there will be so a link in the show notes for well, that. You can find the show but notes yes. on doubleexposure.show slash 61. And uh, make sure you join the conversation on our Double Exposure Show group on Facebook and tell us all, of, all about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And thanks to Benjamin Ed- Edward. Oh, my God. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark. I was just about to say thanks to Edvard. Benjamin Edward. <laughs> thanks, Edward. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, ben Sound, thanks for our theme music and thank you, um, listener, for sharing this episode with a friend. Um, you rock. We really like it when people share this. You rock paper with their scissors. Friends. Um, no, too too much. Yeah, oh. I'm nodding my head. Sorry, no one can see me nodding my head, <laughs> smiling. Um, if you like what you heard in this episode, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. We can't thank you if you don't leave us a review. So make sure that you're putting a little bit of text in there. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, that's all that's I all got. got. So thanks for listening and uh, until next time. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs>